hallelujah oh somebody shout hallelujah in this place hallelujah is the sound of victory and there is no better place to shout hallelujah than in church the place of victory when you are in the presence of God you are in the place of victory you are in the place of what victory so come on let's shout hallelujah Amen. Second book of No, first let's look for let, let's look at the book of Acts chapter 12, please. Acts chapter 12. Before I go into the ministry of the word and the assignment given to me this morning we are going to pray and I'm going to tell you in a minute the reason why we are going to pray Acts chapter 12 I'm going to read the first five verses very quickly please have your seat even though we are going to stand up in a minute God bless you now about that time are you there people of God I want us to be together now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. To vex certain of the church. And don't make any mistake. Every time there is an attack, this is an attack on the church. The devil does not make any distinction between a young person and an old person in church. He doesn't make any distinction between, between people. Oh yeah, the Bible says, smite the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. So we need to pray for our leaders. Because if a leader gets attacked, it's going to affect, the ripple effect on the church is going to be serious. Are you listening to me? I want us to pray this morning. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Now, he was graduating, moving forward. Okay? He proceeded to take Peter. Come back, please. He proceeded to take Peter also. Then were the days of the unleavened bread. Now, the next verse, verse 4. And when he had apprehended him, so he actually caught him and put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him. One man, four quaternions. Intending after he started to bring him forth to the people, show him to the people, and then execute him. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. Look at what the Bible said. But prayer was made without ceasing for the church unto God for him. Now, I didn't know this thing I want to tell you now before preparing the message I'm going to preach. I didn't know, but it just dovetailed. I had a struggle until 2 a.m. this morning, praying, because I did not want, I do not want, I did not want to preach this message. You know why? I was, I just had a struggle. But I stayed in the place of prayer, asking God for mercy. 
Because somebody's eternal destiny is tied to this message. Your eternal destiny is tied to it. And now I came to church. I had on Friday after service a family was going home and a combined force of 33 kva wire and 11 kva wire fell on them members of this church and the whole family would have just been wiped off like that because god is full of mercy now when things like this happen two things i want to quickly say to us it is to let us know that we are human beings we are not angels and there's something about human beings human beings die hello human beings do what oh, because you are in church you won't die or you can't die it's not a matter of see when bad things happen to people it's not because they are righteous or not bad things happen in this world let it settle into you. They were going home from church. And that thing happened, but they were spared by the mercy of God. Our God is a good God. I said our God is a good God. And we are not backing down for the enemy at all. We are not, somebody say we are not backing down. No retreat, no surrender. The battle line is drawn we are for Jesus and we are moving forward and we will not stop preaching the word of truth the word of life the word of faith we will not stop doing it the devil will not shut us down I want us to rise up on our feet there is a response that we should give when the devil plays his hand when the devil makes his move there is only one thing in the church has to do immediately the bible said but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto god for him we are going to pray this morning listen to me this is not the time to be sad this is not the time to feel like i'm caged the people we are talking about in acts chapter 12 were the people who handed over the beating unto us they are the great cloud of witnesses in heaven looking down at us now what are we going to do? Because they faced it. We are facing it. Their reaction at that time should inform our own reaction. At that time, they prayed for Peter. Did God deliver Peter? Hello! I am in a combative mood this morning. I am, absolutely. Did God deliver Peter? God will deliver you. I said, God will deliver you. And God will deliver me. But we have to pray. I want us to lift up our voices unto God. We have lost enough people here. We don't want any more losses. We don't want any more sudden deaths. We don't want this thing. It's an attack against the church. And you must say to the devil, Enough! Enough! Can you lift your voice and speak this morning?
in the name of Jesus we speak to you we address you Satan you the devil with your filthy hands of death the cold hand of death trying to take people untimely from this place attacking families attacking individuals attacking businesses attacking people's lives we come against you in the name of Jesus every sickness that is fired at people to kill them to maim them to cause them to pass away before their time we say enough enough Satan you cannot do this anymore we draw the bloodline over the entire congregation of the people of God we say no more we say no more we return that attack in the name of Jesus oh Lord we say no more we make a declaration we make a proclamation in the place of prayer this morning we receive the protection of heaven upon every man upon every woman upon every boy or girl in the name of Jesus the entire congregation comes under the cover of the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus pray people of God in Jesus mighty name we pray I want us to pray a prayer and command that the angels of God you see listen if you read this passage a little further what happened Peter was delivered I was just whispering to my wife and she said that is the ministry of angels Peter was delivered by the ministry of the angels of God God responded with the ministry of the angels I want us to pray Lord God of heaven let the angels of God begin to move on the behalf of your people by day by night whether they are in their houses or they are outside the angels of God father send them to us in the name can you begin to pray that prayer the Bible says that the angels are spirits sent forth to minister unto the heirs of salvation are they not angels are they not servants are they not messengers send forth Lord send your angels father send your angels Lord into the midst of your people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ father to deliver them let us begin to see an increase of angelic visitation in the lives of your people oh Lord by the mercy of God by the blood of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus they are sent forth to minister for the sons of salvation we are sons of salvation we are children of the light we are people of God we are a royal priesthood we are a chosen nation we are a peculiar people we are chosen by you to show forth your praise Lord we ask for the angels of God in the name of Jesus Christ father do it in the mighty name by the mercy of the Lord let the increase of the angelic visitation come unto us in Jesus mighty name we pray one more scripture one more scripture 2nd Timothy chapter 4 verse 18 thank you now we are getting personal we are prayed congregationally I want you to pray for yourself and I want you to pray for every person beside you pray for your family 
on a personal note and confess this scripture he says and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom that is what it is all about it's about the kingdom of God whether you make it or you don't make it it's not about this world it's about the kingdom of God and the Lord will deliver me say it again say it. the Lord from every evil work and will preserve me say it again say the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever oh turn it into prayer this morning turn it into prayer Lord I make a declaration a bold declaration a proclamation of faith for myself and the person sitting beside me standing beside me for myself and my family for myself and the people of God mighty Jehovah that you will deliver me from every evil work in the name of Jesus and you will preserve me unto your heavenly kingdom to you be the glory forever for every day of my life in the name of Jesus the Lord will deliver me the Lord will save me the Lord will do whatever it takes for the enemy to fail over my life and over the life of the people of God thank you Heavenly Father we give you praise oh God we exalt your mighty name let's give glory to God he said to him be the glory to whom be the glory give him glory give him praise for the deliverance that you are going to begin to enjoy the devil has failed the angels of God will be on assignment in the name of the Lord Jesus give him praise give him praise lift your hand and bless the Lord deliberately intentionally bless the name of the Lord that he has done it he has done it thank you father we give you praise oh God in Jesus mighty name we have prayed Heavenly Father, we thank you because you are the God that answers prayers. We thank you because you love your people. We thank you because the kingdom is yours. The power and the glory forever and ever. And so for this case, for this reason, we bow our knees to you and we make a bold declaration and we say, Satan, you will proceed no further in the name of Jesus in the midst of this congregation in the midst of this fold and even outside this fold enough is enough in the name of Jesus no untimely death no accidental death no domestic accident in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Heavenly Father we pray in Jesus mighty name and the people of God say Amen Let's give the Lord a big hand. Come on. Give him a hand. He has done it. I know he has done it. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to... I want to, you know, admonish us. I, I don't want to do a, a lot of teaching. 
But I want to admonish us. I want to speak to us from my heart. Because the earlier part of this year, just in my own private, you know, prayer and study of the word, I came upon this subject I want to talk about now. It's so simple. It's so basic. It's so fundamental. But it is so pivotal. And it concerns everybody. Everybody. But anyway, if you are afraid of death, it even, even it, it includes you. You're afraid of death. Because the Bible said in the book of Hebrews, it said, Jesus Christ came, he took the form, he took the flesh of man and he died so that he can deliver those who through their lifetimes are subject to the fear of death. He died so that he can deliver you from the fear of death. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You will live. I said you will live. To fulfill the mandate of heaven over your life. But listen to me. You need to live ready. You need to live how? Anybody who lives in this day and time and does not live ready is the person I want to title my message a question. It's a question. Living dangerously with a question mark. Living dangerously. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is, are you living dangerously? Living dangerously with a question mark. It's a question. In the book of Luke chapter, let me just go straight ahead and just, just, no, you know, no parambulation. Let's just, let's just go ahead and do it. Luke chapter 13, verse 1. Luke 13, verse 1. Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus, about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? Hello? Are you understanding what you are reading? Some people brought news to Jesus. And they told him, ah, master, hey. So, I, I, do you want to say you didn't hear what was happening? That there were some Galileans, they were in church to offer sacrifices. And Herod sent his soldiers to them and they just killed all those people. And you could not tell between the blood of human beings and the blood of the sacrifices. They told Jesus. They told him. But you see, I always love something about the scriptures. Every time they ask Jesus, this was a question he didn't prepare for. 
but he gave them the appropriate answer. They were, they were in church. They were in church. And the man came. See, let me tell you. I read a book many, 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 many years ago. I'm, I, I can't remember exactly when I came across that book. I think I was in the HSE at that time. You know what the title is of the book? I don't remember. The, I used to know the name of the author. He said, Satan is alive and well on planet Earth. That's the title of the book. I don't know if my wife will remember. Satan is alive and well on planet Earth. Many of us live our lives as if we are, we are like, pardon me to sound a little funny. It's not funny, but that's the only example that came into my, into my consciousness now. My father used to say, my late father, he used to say something. When children were being, you know, when they were being, you know, they, they were enjoying the fact that they are in the presence of their parents. What we call ayokayo. A lot of us are doing ayokayo. And you know what my father used to say? He would say, oh, 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 eh, eh. <laughs> let me try, I, I don't want to speak Ijebu here. He, he would say, okay, let me go ahead and do it. Yemi ara, ara me. That is to say, my mother is the slave. I am not. They bought my mother, but they didn't buy me. So I can do it the way I, I, I please. You don't realize that they, those who bought your mother bought you with, it, with her. We are not slaves. I'm only using comparison. We behave as if this world is the end of everything. We behave as if pursuing the things of the world is everything there is to it. Economy is bad. Once the economy, we, we, be, we, we begin to talk and we begin to strive and we use political means and whatever means so that the economy can be good or we become economically viable because make no mistake about it, the rich are controlling everything. They are the ones setting the agenda. That's okay. That's a topic for another day. And a lot of people spend their entire existence upon earth to join that group. That is all they're living for. Adjoma Akmini, we are going to share it together. We are going to steal the nation's resources together. We are going to, I must be part of those people who are calling the shots in this country. Ekoeri. You are still living as if everything is cool. You forget one thing. You are going to give an account for every minute you spend. You're going to give an account to God. I was trying to remind, remember a song in Yoruba that, that talked about, he said, he said uh, pardon me, those of us who don't understand Yoruba, I'll try to transliterate as much as possible. He said, Olo joka jo. Let me Olojo means the owner of the days. Ojo in Yoruba means days. Olojo is the owner of the days. He's counting, Olojo is counting the number of days. Meanwhile, 
Eda, that is the creatures, you and I. But be at it soon. They've forgotten that one day they are going to die. So they give themselves to things that don't matter at all. They forget that there is something after this time. I don't know if you're here. I don't know. Maybe it was your it was the, because it was because of you that God is seeing saying this thing today, this morning. Hey, listen, I would have loved to preach a message that will make everybody shout. That will make everybody feel good. Yeah. It feels good to carry the people along. But it feels better to obey God. Because I was, that was the commission placed upon my head. To hear and to speak. I'm just a servant. I'm only saying what he told me to say. This message I'm preaching in another, a, another variant of it. I was supposed to preach at the mission field in Ilaju. I missed that mission field because of something else. Because of a tragedy that happened. And somebody died. And there was no way I could go to the mission field that day. I was, I was, I was ready, charged, to preach to them and tell them. Because I just received it fresh that day. But I couldn't go. But I know God preserved it and kept it for this hour to speak to you. The response of Jesus after they told him of that tragic situation, what did he say? He said, I tell you, no. What is he know about? No. It is not because those people were more wicked sinners the, more, the top 10 list of the most wicked sinners in Galilee at that time. Are they the worst of the worst in Galilee? Jesus said, no. No. So when bad things happen, it does not discriminate sometimes. Hello? Let me shake your theology a little bit. And I have good grounds. I can begin to tell you scriptures. But one of them was what we read. Acts chapter 12. He took one person. He, he killed him. He actually killed him. He took another person. He killed him. Ah. And he saw it pleased the people. He said, okay. It's about popularity. Let's do something that makes these people. Pop Let's do something that makes these people excited about us. Because leaders always love Something that will make people to be hailing them. Even when they are doing something bad. So he said, ah, let's cuckoo go for the leader. Who is the leader? Peter. Let's go for him. Listen, the devil has your dossier. Hello. Oh, people, because I'm talking about these things this morning, people are not excited. Big deal. If you are not excited, don't, that's, that's okay. But get what I'm telling you. Guess what the Spirit of God wants you to get. The devil has all your details. He has all the details of your family. He has all the details of this church. Well, not all the details. But he has details that he can work with if he wants to. Details you are not aware. Many of those details are the things that we say with our mouths. 
Many of those things are the things we think. The devil cannot read your thoughts. But the, ma- the moment you open your mouth, he gets information. And he files it away so that he can use it against you. Many of the things that happen to us are as a result of what we say. Many times out of discontentment, out of anger, out of dissatisfaction with the other person. You speak and your words are a window to your soul. They're a window to how exactly you feel. And the devil is very smart at, no, at picking the signal of when you are angry. The Bible said, be angry but sin not. Is that not so? He knows when you are angry, so he will stoke the fire of anger a little bit more. Nobody can talk to me about this. I am not going to listen. I am going to do what I want to do. And by the time you finish doing what you want to do, you don't know that remotely the devil has your number. He has your number. He has put a hook on you. Anywhere you go, He's following you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus said, and that is the long and short. All the things I'm talking now is is just summarized here. He said, but unless you repent, unless what? Unless what? Unless you repent, you will all perish. Now listen to me. You will not perish. Ah, listen. They didn't send me here to come and curse you. They sent me here to bless you. And I want you to know something. Let me open this a little bit. Let's talk about the positive side first. Before we talk about the negative. Jesus is saying this with a positive mind. He said, unless you repent. And sometimes you, de- you define the positive. By, ex- by defining the negative. Do you understand what I'm saying? You create the boundary between the, pos- the negative and the positive by declaring clearly, by making a clear demarcation. He said, unless you repent, you will likewise... So, which means, if you repent, which is what he wants. He wants you to repent. He does not want you to perish. He doesn't want anybody to be destroyed. Except you repent, you will likewise perish. And I don't want you to perish. Didn't you read in the Bible? The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him might not perish, might not die, might not become eternally separated from God, but they might have eternal life. Listen, God is interested in you living and living well. Hello? God is interested in you surviving everything that the devil wants to throw at you. He's interest, that's, that's his interest. That's his interest. No, there's no way God is interested in you being destroyed. And then 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 18, we'll be saying, And my God will, will deliver me from every evil work. Why does God want you delivered and preserved for his heavenly kingdom if he really, really wants you to perish? God is on your side. Hello? God is on your side. Somebody say, God is on my side. 
Okay, if you don't want to say, say, God is on your side, Pastor. No, say, say to me. Mention my name and say, Pastor Olukunle Samson, God is on your side. Okay, thank you very much. Now say it to yourself, the same way you said it to me. Say it to yourself and mention your own name. If your name is Shokoloko Bangoshe, that's okay. Mention your own name and say, so, 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 so person, God is on your side. Olukunle Samson, God is on your side. But he said, except you repent, you will likewise perish. Now, the perishing he was talking about there is beyond the loss of physical life. It's beyond that. Perish. It's beyond loss of physical life. It is a perishing that takes not just the physical life. Of course, when you die physically, people say, oh, it perished. But the perishing he's talking about he mentioned it. He said, fear not those who can kill the body alone. But I will tell you who to fear. He who, after he has killed the body, he can take the soul and cast into hell. I tell you, fear him. That is the perishing we are talking about. And there is only one antidote for it. What is the antidote? What is the antidote? What prevents it? Repent. Repent. Oh, it may not be a normal Sunday message. Yeah. But it is so important to God. I'm going to show you in a minute. It's too important to him. The next verse. Jesus now brought his own example. They talked about the Galileans, Abby. He now said... What about all those 18? He mentioned number now. 18 people selected by the devil to wipe them off. Suddenly, 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them. Do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? Different location. The other one was in Galilee. This one was in Jerusalem. The other one, we don't know the number. This one, Jesus told them the number 18. Yeah, the devil may have information about you, but let me tell you, Jesus has better information about you. The Bible said, even the hair on your head is numbered. The hair on your head has numbered. There is a record in heaven for every hair on your head. So, one hair falls off, God takes record. That's how detailed he is. The devil doesn't care. You know what that means in Yoruba? You know Bata Drum? It has these tassels, you know, that dangle there. Whether the rain falls and beats the Bata Drum and beats the tassel, he doesn't care. The devil doesn't, he doesn't care. How many here on your head get wet or fall down? He doesn't care. His target is your soul. His target is your soul. Don't lose your soul to the devil. It is a very foolish thing to do. It's very foolish. It's a wrong way to live. The Lord will help us. I said the Lord will help us. And what did he say? The next verse, verse 5. I tell you, no. 
The same question he asked the first time, he asked again this time. Do you think there were more sinners in Galilee? They were the greatest sinners in Galilee? That's why that thing happened to them? No. See, a lot of us, many of us have a, a notion. I'm paying my tithe. I'm regular in church. I am this. I am that. And you think that is a protection? Hello? There were people who are more faithful than you are in the Bible. Just go to Acts. Acts chapter 12 is enough. These were people who are sold out. What I'm the reason why I'm saying this, everybody live ready. Hello? Everybody do what? If you are not ready, if you are not living ready, you are not prepared for the kingdom of God. You will miss it. Did you hear what I said? If you are not prepared in your heart, if Jesus comes today, I have joy to say I'm ready. If you cannot say that, you are not ready. And you will miss it. So make amends. Whatever you need to do, do. Whatever it will take you, take, do it. Give it. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do you think the people in Jerusalem, are they, are they this, the, mo, the worst sinners in Jerusalem? He said, no, no, no. Bad things happen to some good people too. Hey, don't be afraid though, I will say it again. Because I am saying this, ah, Pastor Samson, ah, Pastor Yoda. I'm only preaching what Jesus said. I'm taking the words out of his mouth. You think they are the except you repent. If you are, if you repented, you are immune. You are what? You are immune. Except you repent. You will likewise perish. Let me quickly take us a little bit down. After this passage, there's a, there's a scripture, the same chapter of scripture, same chapter. Same chapter, verse 6. And he spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. A fig tree. It was a parable. Take note. It was a parable. He planted a fig tree and in his vineyard. So he owns the land. And he came and sought food thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, the gardener. So he employed somebody to keep the garden. He employed him and said, Behold, these three years, he counted. Remember, I said, Olo John Kajo, Olo John Kajo, The owner of the days is counting there. Even if you are now counting. The only way you are counting is to remember your birthday. That's okay. My birthday, hey, hey, 0404 is the code. 0804 is the code. Incidentally, this time last week, we were celebrating the birthday of my wife. Exactly eight days ago. 
last Sunday. And I thank God for her life. So bad days are okay. In fact, I preach it. Because the Bible said it has a record of fantastic things that happened on a bad day. It was on the bad day of Caleb that he said, give me this mountain. Go and read that story very well. Joshua chapter 14. He said, 40 years ago, you, are, you called me to go out. And we went out, saw the land. And you made a promise to us that day. Now, I am strong. 45 years later, he said, this day I am 85. This day, which means that was his birthday. He said, this day, I'm able to go out and to come in as that day. Because you called me exactly when I was 40. And now I'm 85. I'm strong. Please, remember your promise. So on your birthday, pray and ask God for long-term promises that God made to you that has not been fulfilled. On his birthday, on the negative side, there was a king who was celebrating his birthday. And that was the day he chose to ask for the head of John the Baptist. On his birthday. Bad days are important too. Don't think I am running down bad days. But if you are only thinking about your bad day and that is all, ah, you need to repent. You need to repent. Because the owner of the days. Now the Bible said, no, please go back to, to Luke chapter 13, verse 6. Then he told his parable, the next verse, verse 7. He said, for three years, he's taking count. For three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Judgment. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Why should it take up space? Ah, may you not be in that category. May you be doing what makes God excited to fight for you. To keep you alive. Whatever it is that the devil wants to do, he says, no, no, not this one. Oh, tell him, oh, the mulami oba. You can't take this one. You will disrupt our program for the salvation of souls. You will disrupt our program. Have you not seen in the Bible many people, people that were raised from the dead? The devil killed them, but God reversed it. For every person here this morning, every sentence of death over you, the Lord will reverse them. May you be in that category. Three years. I'll be looking for food. He's not giving me fruit. Now, the three years, remember, it is a parable. The three years is not a literal 365 days multiplied by three. It's not. It's a parable. It's only to give us a sense of time. We are beings of time. But the person we have to do, the person we have to deal with is God. Before him, a year, I mean a day, is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like one day. How do you, listen, how do you fathom that? A day is like a thousand years. 
and a year is like a day. I mean, a thousand years is like a day. How do you fit that? What, what kind of logic? Three years. I don't know the measure of the three years in my own life. I cannot tell the measure of one year in your life or ten years. I don't know. He knows because he's the one who owns the days. He's the one who owns the days. When he says it is enough, cut it down. Who is going to tell him no? Except this is a gardener. A gardener who will say, yeah. Please, look at what the Bible said. Verse, verse 8. What did he say? What did the gardener say? He said, sir. The man replied, leave it alone for one more year. And I will dig around it. And I will fertilize it. Not with MPK. I will, in my translation, I say, I will dung it. Dung. You know what dung means? The excrement of animals. Rich fertilizer. I will dung it. I will put fertilizer, organic fertilizer. And after I've done that, next verse. And if it bear fruit, well. And if, if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. Let's give it time. God is full of mercy. He's full of patience and compassion. That's the reason when we come to church every month and we pray, we are praying for the world. We are praying for people. We are praying for nations. We are praying for missions. We are praying for... We're praying. We're just praying. You think those prayers, all those prayers, since I joined Van Bright, it, the pattern has been the same. You think those prayers are in vain? No. No. God hears. And he moves. According to those prayers. Especially when you pray them with a presence of mind. And with seriousness. You are praying for people to still have another opportunity to give their lives to Christ. God hears. You are like the gardener that is saying, please, Lord, let's not cut it down yet. Let's put some manure. Let's dig around it and put manure. Let's give it another chance. Maybe in another year's time, it will bring fruit. And that is what you want. Listen, I told you a moment ago, God wants the best for you. God is positive. But he won't say because he wants the positive, he won't show you the negative. Because if you reject the positive, the negative is waiting. And woe betide us as preachers of the gospel if we don't tell you both. Because the word of God is a two-edged sword. It can cut and it can heal. Hello? It's two-edged sword. Hallelujah. I want to round up. But I want to give the opportunity to anybody who is here. I'm, I'm, I'm rounding up, not because I'm under pressure. There are still scriptures I want to share with us. There are still things in my heart that I want to say. I, I'm, 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 there's a lot of churning going on in my spirit. But I believe I have discharged the major burden in my heart this morning. You, you got the gist. Hello? Do we get the drift? 
Do we understand what I'm saying? The word is repent. You see, the Bible said, bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance. Repentance has fruits. God is looking for fruits. The same way he's looking for fruit on this fig tree. You said you have repented, but your life is still the same. Your life has not changed. We cannot distinguish between you and an unbeliever. You talk their language. You dress like them. You go where they go. You aspire after what they aspire after. There's no difference. Then tell me how you want to tell us that you have repented. There are people... I don't know. God didn't tell me, but I'm just saying this one. There may be people. That is how terrible we human beings are. There may be people here this morning. They know they are coming to church. They say, once I come to church like this, and I give God quality worship, he will just forget all my... And you got up from the bed of fornication. You got up from... You, you have just defrauded somebody. You have just been mean to somebody. People who work for you, you did not pay them. My wife was telling me of, of somebody, one, one of her staff, who worked for somebody. <laughs> Hello, you are, you, are, you are so well connected, you make clothes, and you send the clothes abroad for people to, to supply people there. People sell your clothes there. If you are a fashion designer here, may God lift you to that level. They sell your clothes there. Uh, but you, this work, I've been married to her now for almost 40 years. And she's been doing this work long before then. And listen, it is hard work. Unfortunately, she tried to recruit me. I refused to be recruited. She tried to teach me how to sew. I refused. It's hard work. It's not a work that you can do all by yourself. To produce garments is not easy. You need help. So this woman has people to help her. She will employ them. She will, they will make these clothes. They will sell. And they will give her money. Probably in hard currency. And she was owing these people. She, was, she refused to pay them. 50,000 naira means a lot to such people. 50,000 naira. And the money was accumulating, 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 or to like 100,000. And she refused to pay them up till this money. She refused. In fact, she kicked that woman out because she asked for her money. Because she said, Mommy, eh, it's for me. And because of that, she kicked her out. She was not calling her again. And she didn't pay her money. Maybe somebody like that is in church this morning. God is seeing you. Your fine dress will not cover that before God. You need to repent. You need to. I cannot begin to give catalogs of what people do that God is not happy with. I cannot begin to say, you are a better judge of that than me. You are. But what are we saying? Repent. That is the demand God is placing on you. And you only need to yield to him. 
You can. Somebody say, I can. Oh, come on, say, say, I can. Whatever it is that God is asking from me, I can. I can give it. The fact that judgment does not fall on people suddenly, immediately they sin, does not mean God is slack. It does not mean God is what? He's slack. He does not... God will overlook all those things. Listen. 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 <laughs> I think it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Is it verse 12? It says, Knowing the terror of God, we persuade men. Knowing the terror of God, because it's okay when he's not angry yet. But once he puts it in gear and he makes us his mind. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. He said, God is not a man that he should lie. What is a lie? A lie is make-believe. A lie is to tell you, is to deceive you. Is to tell you what is not. You know it is not so, but you tell somebody like that. God will lay it on the line. He will tell you exactly how it is. Now listen, the next verse, the next verse, he said, not a human being, go back, verse 19. God, he said, it's not a human being that he should change his mind. That is the meaning of repent. God does not repent. If he makes up his mind, he's made up his mind. He won't repent. That's the only person who does not need the repentance. You need repentance, I need repentance. Hello? Oh, people are not talking to me. Please, try and like me a little bit. God is the only one who does not need repentance. We all do. The Bible says, blessed are those who wash their robes. They wash their robes. It's a continuous thing. There's a repentance that is immediate. There's a continuous one. You, because as you are going around, you just spoke in anger to somebody or you just did something that was wrong and later your heart begins to smite you and say, ah, what I did is not really right. You repent. You are washing your robes. You're washing your robes. God will not speak and then change his mind. God will not say, I'm going to cut it down. The only thing that will make him change his mind is somebody comes in to intercede and say, ah, oh, Father, please, just like Abraham did. He wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Somebody said, I mean, Abraham said, ah, oh, please, if you find this number of people, we used to destroy them. Ah, And he kept on pleading and God kept on changing his mind. But once he gets to that point, that's it. That's it. This morning, I want us to pray. I want us to pray. And I want us to rise on our feet to pray. If I have hurt you this morning, or if I have made you feel uncomfortable, pardon me. Pardon me. Whatever it is I said, I said out of in your, your personal interest. Because of your personal interest. 
because of your personal interest. I think I've just used about half of the time I was given. Or a little more. I ha- you see, I have time. I don't want to spend more time. I'm done. I'm done. The onus is on us to repent. What is it you are doing in secret (coughs) that you are not proud of? What secret life do you have that if God should just not by mistake or God doesn't make mistakes but if God should just suddenly beam his light upon it you will cringe. What is it? Then you need to repent. I want you to close your eyes and speak to God. We are at a junction when we need to meet with our God. Because listen to me, the title of my message is Living Dangerously. If you are not, if you are not living a life of repentance, you are living dangerously. Because anything can happen anytime and you don't have the chance again. You will die physically and you are, you are gone eternally. If you die physically and you have not repented, there's no repentance in the, grace, in the grave. No repentance. The time to repent is now. I, I always have a body and when I see people, I always have a body to preach the gospel. And to tell people about Jesus. Jesus died for your sin. So, sin should not be ex- the excuse for you to go to hell. Sin should not be an excuse for you to die untimely. Sin should not be the excuse for you to miss out on what God is saying. Go and read what the Bible said in, in uh, Second, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. Read the entire passage from one to the end in the message translation. Somewhere there it says that God has given us a glimpse of what it is that heaven looks like. When you have a a glimpse of what heaven looks like, the world will mean nothing to you. I think you need that. I want you to pray. If you need to repent of anything, please tell God now. He's close to you. He's right there beside you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or anything. No. It's between you and God. It's between you and God. But if you need to repent of anything, please do. This is the time. This is the time. Listen. You can have a hard heart. A hard heart. A heart that is stony. It's a sin. God wants you to repent of it. God wants you to repent of it. Somebody did something to you and you refuse to forgive them. Please forgive them. Release them. So that God can release you as well. You need to repent. Please talk to God. I'm I'm expecting that people are praying. I'm expecting that you are talking to God. I'm expecting that you are having a conversation, that vital conversation with God. The conversation that will take you out of danger. 
because if you are not repenting you are living dangerously you're living dangerously I'm giving you a short time to pray this prayer and pray through tell God I am I, I am ashamed of what I have done it's him you are talking to not me it's not the congregation it's God I'm not I, I, I don't want to do this again there's no way you are going to thrive if you don't take this step talk to God talk to God thank you Jesus hallelujah Just remember the song. Ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words ancient words ancient words ever true changing me and changing you we have come with open hearts mistake about it. The words we have spoken are the words of Jesus, not my personal word. If that word cannot change you, if, can, if it cannot put pressure on you to let go, nothing else can do it. Ancient words ever true changing me and changing Ancient words, ancient words, ever true. God's word is ever true. It's changing. He's the only one that can change you. Change me, change you. And when we come with an open heart, with open hearts, oh, let Now before I have my seat, I have two things I want to do quickly. The first thing is, if there is a witness inside your spirit, it's not for everybody. It doesn't have to be. It's a willing thing. But take note that God is taking record that I spoke to you today. And you understood what I said. And for everything that God says, He needs your response. 
what is your response what is your response so if you are here this morning and you want to respond to Jesus that I've come to the end of my road when it comes to walking in disobedience to you is enough is enough can you imagine they were coming from church they were going home and then 33 kVA uh, Nepal something fell on them that should have been the end but they are alive and well this morning but suppose it happens and you are gone like that it's the end you will die physically and then die spiritually at the same time shut out forever it must not happen to you it is time for you to give your heart to Jesus if you are here under the sound of my voice and those of my of our audience in the or, or online you want to give your heart to Jesus you want to say enough is enough I want to can you please raise your hand please I'm pleading with you anybody on the gallery anybody here fine I'm not going to protract it I want to leave this place in the next two minutes I want us to pray every because I know a lot of confessing and repentance went on this place am I right hello talk to me now have I spoken for the past one hour I've just blown hot air now listen to me God demands you <clears throat> to take it forward there are things that followed you because you failed to repent up until now but now that you are repented every tie that ties you to the world of darkness every every license that the devil has to gain access to you and to all that is yours it ends here I said it ends here every license that he has to touch you to touch your children to touch your business to touch your life ends here so I want you to pray every aspect oh somebody's here alright please I want you before we pray together my sister you raise your hand did you raise your hand you raise your hand please follow that man but before you follow him let me pray for you Lord I pray for my sister the decision she's making today is pivotal and it's recognized by you the Bible says that there is great joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. I pray that the joy in heaven will flow right into her life. In the name of Jesus, we break every hold of the devil over her in the area of sickness and in every area of darkness. You are set at liberty in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Please follow him please follow him. He's going to tell you one or two things and release you in a few minutes. The rest of us, 
I want you to pray. Everything that ties me to my past life that is still trying to manifest, I cut off from them. I cut off from them. Can you please pray that prayer? Anything that gives the devil license over my life, I refuse access for the adversary into my affairs anymore in the name of Jesus. I refuse access. I refuse you access, Satan. I decree and I declare and I proclaim no more. Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you talking to God? Every trend of things, things have not been going well. It's because of these things we are talking about. It ends today. It ends now. It ends now. It ends now. It ends now. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. If anybody is sick here this morning, I want you to place your hand where it's hurting you. Or if you cannot place your hand there, just place your hand on your shoulder or on your chest or any part of your body. Your right hand, please. Because I believe the right hand of the Lord that works righteously, that works mightily, is going to make the power of God to flow into your body in the name of Jesus. We are doing it together. As you lay your hands upon yourself by faith, God is going to touch you. Father, I pray for every person here who laid their hands upon their heads or their bodies or anywhere. Your word says, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Father. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Lord, we pray a prayer of faith for every sick person here this morning. For healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, that your good hand, your good hand will heal them. And change that situation. And give them soundness of health. We replace that sickness with sound health. In the name of Jesus. We replace that sickness with sound health. In the name of Jesus. That malfunction of the kidney. We replace it with sound health. In the name of Jesus. That soft tissue. That needs a touch from heaven. Receive that touch. In the name of Jesus. You are healed in Jesus name. You are healed in Jesus name. Thank you heavenly father. And finally. Any trend you don't like. You don't like it. You know this is not supposed to be the way it is. From this moment. There is a cessation there is a cessation there is a cutting off of that trend from the power source it is robbed of its power the powers of the enemy, the demons that are supervising that condition we take them captive in the name of Jesus the powers of darkness supervising and perpetuating these things in your life we terminate their power we take away from them the armor in which they trust 
in the name of Jesus you are set at liberty you are as a hind let loose you are as a hind let loose you are set free to thrive you are set free you are set at liberty to thrive you are set at liberty to succeed in the name of Jesus we give you praise oh God in Jesus name we pray